0: This podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. They understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Visit them online at mslandbank.com. Friday! It is the Friday edition. Y'all have made it through another week. You're one step closer to some football, hopefully, huh? 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 <laughs> is that the way you're looking at it? Hey, tell the truth. It, it, why not? You can look at it that way until they cancel it, until they look you in the eye and say, That's it. We ain't doing it. Nobody's playing any football. None. Well, until they do that, just be glad that you're one step closer to football season. Woo! Come on with it. Welcome into the show on this Friday. I'm Matt. JB is here with me in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team. Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Also staying connected to you around the clock, not just while we're on the air here and streaming, but uh, also around the clock, 24-7. I'm always tweeting. I got a little tweet storm in this morning about the whole people calling these leagues that are still going to play, they're calling them the stubborn six. I'm about to light a few candles on that subject, so just stand by. So tweet storm, but, you know, off the air at night, I'm uploading, posting stuff on YouTube. Stay connected because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire, customer inspired. First up, real quick, real quick. I'm coming to your comments on YouTube. First in Jared's the first on YouTube. Adam's the first on Facebook. What up to y'all? I'm coming to you. Y'all can also text me on the country, please. And text line, I hope you will. Uh, I think you're going to want to today. 885-ESPN, that's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. And call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995-1059. Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. You'll call that number, 995-1059. You'll talk to JB, and then you'll talk to me and everybody else on the air. It's pretty cool. Speaking of JB, JB, What's happening? you made it to
1: Friday. That's yeah, the good news. buddy. Yeah, that's great news. You
0: know, as opposed to the alternative. Although, I have had days in my life where I thought, you know, if the Lord will come and just bring me to heaven right now, I'm okay with it. Me too. (laughs) Today's not one of those days for you, is it?
1: No, not really. Not really. But, you know, I'm good to go anytime. Anytime? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. You better be ready. I
1: I, I, I ain't left nothing behind here.
0: Well, you're not, I mean,
1: you're you're going to leave it all. I'm enjoying life, but you know what? If if it's all I think I believe in, then... I should be ready to go, right? That's it.
0: That's it. Right. Yeah. Challenge your belief there. Well, and I appreciate what you said on Facebook, JB. You said Friday, let's do this number seven. That's what we used to know ourselves by with Coach Cheryl. We were yeah. number seven. Yeah. That's a perfect number too, man. Allegedly. Well, it's perfect until I wore it. <laughs> and on. then others have others have done a lot better in it. Man, I was so glad that Nick Fitzgerald was number seven, setting records in that jersey. How cool is that, huh?
1: What about Burt Jones? There's a name from the
0: past. Ooh, Burt Jones was a seven. Who were famous number sevens? You know, hey, look. Boomer Esiason. Did he wear a seven? I believe so. My maybe. gosh. I didn't even know that. Well, there are a lot of sevens. But you know what? The What's the most famous quarterback jersey number? Well, maybe even famous isn't the the word. What's the most well-known quarterback jersey number of all time?
1: Got to be 12. 12!
0: 12! What is it about 12, JB? I don't know, man. I don't know. Is it because there's 11 players on the field? Oops, sorry about that. That was my hot thermos opening <laughs> up there with the coffee in it from High Point Roasters in New well, Albany, I, highpointroasters.com.
1: Yeah, you go back and look at uh, Bob Greasy, Greasy, Ken Stabler, Stabler, Roger Staubach, Tom would, Brady. Would you say that
0: Staubach and, uh, and Stabler were like the first two 12s that everybody remembered the most?
1: Uh, for me, my the first one I I remember the most would be Bob Greasy. Greasy, okay. And then, uh, and then I, I wasn't a big Cowboys fan, so okay, I, I didn't like to throw a lot of uh, likability to the Cowboys. <laughs> so I, I was a big Steelers fan. So Terry Bradshaw was my famous number twelve.
0: Man, twelve. I mean Brady's twelve. I was so happy. Like when I was a kid, I was ha- I didn't like. I've always been like, let's go against the grain sort of thing. That's one of the reasons I love Joe Montana. He came in here and goes, I'm not being 12. I'm 16. 16? Then he goes to the Chiefs, right? My team. I'm like, he's coming to my team. You're thinking you're going to get a 16 jersey. Nope. Went 19. He went 19 with the Chiefs. He was always a little different in that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In an era where every quarterback wanted number 12. Well, numbers are one thing. And uh, I'm terrible at numbers.
1: But then, uh, if I remember correctly, that uh, that boy from Alabama that said we're going to beat the Colts, I think he was number twelve as well.
0: Doggone Joe Namath! I mean, yeah, absolutely. Mississippi Tiger on the country pleasing text line. Where's the love for Broadway Joe? I mean,
1: oh, he's got one on there. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, Joe Namath. I mean, he's right in line with you, Mississippi <laughs> Tiger. You and J B, great minds think alike. Absolutely. Hey, look. All right. So on this idea of some media members out here calling these leagues the stubborn six, you know, the ones that are thinking they're still going to play football. They they're really on them. There I mean, there is going to be some more kind of social media pressure on these leagues to cancel. Dang it, cancel. The rest of them cancel. You need to cancel. And I'm a little bit fired up, but I want to be I want to have the right energy in the air. Really only one way to do that around here, and that is with the JSU. Sonic Boom. Alright, so three things. Number one, call me on the Divinity phone. I gotta I gotta stop yelling or I'm gonna lose my voice today. Call me on the Divini phone, 9951059. 1059 Text me on the country please and text line. And the third thing is. Jackson, roll your windows down. Turn it up to 11. That's what a lot of these media people are doing. They're talking out the side of their neck. Woo! Come on! I don't need to say it again, but I will. If this doesn't get your fire going, your wood's wet. Yeah, Wes, you're right. He says Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, kind of the original 12. Look, I mean, find me another band
2: that can do this. Here
0: we go! Good gracious alive. The JSU sonic boom with the right energy for the show. All right, so Jared, hey to you. Going well. Thank you so much for tuning in on the YouTube live stream, youtube.com slash Matt Wyatt Media. Adam, the first to comment on the Facebook live stream, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Hi to everybody on Facebook. My man, Adam Watson, the Farm Bureau Insurance in Clay County. Go walk into his office over there in West Point. Tell him I sent you. Ask him where's lunch. <laughs> <clears throat> He'll take you. I, I I know he will. So hey to y'all, Nick. What's up on YouTube? Good to see you. Uh, Joy, you say wrong colors with the hat. This is my blue and gray and red. It's my Buffalo Bills color, uh, country pleasing sausage hat. So text me on the country pleasing sausage text line at eight eight five ESPN. Good afternoon, Matthew. Uh, Jared said, looking forward to an awesome show today. Keep up the great work, boys. Thank you. We're going to do our best. Hi to Rick. Watching, he says, from Dixie. And then, Wes, as I mentioned, Terry Bradshaw. Uh, Let's see here. We have an unnamed texture. that says, sports media just as liberal as other media. Listen, I'm not not doing the, the liberal conservative thing. This is what I'm saying, is a lot of sports media in crunch time when tensions are high are doing the same thing that political media did and regular you know news media did and they are starting to shoot themselves in the foot by not being open-minded they are they are cutting their own rope that tethers them to their audience by not being open-minded by not being willing to look at all angles by believing that their job is to tell everyone else how to think. That's not the job of the media. It never was. It never will be because people don't want that. They never have. More on that in a second. DJ is hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone line. I don't want to have him hanging on too much longer. DJ, what's up? Hey, thanks
2: for letting me be a part of your show. Once again, you're the voice of reason, you know, uh, and I'm going to throw my little spill about the big 10 in just a minute, but you know, you're absolutely right. I-, I think that, you know, the leagues have to look at their own dynamics and see what is out there for them. Right. And people backing these leagues for trying. Well let me throw this back. I know the big 10 has taken a lot of criticism, but the governor of Michigan, New Jersey, New York, and Illinois told the president, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't find a place to put dead people in the spring. We're mm-hmm. not doing that again. Mm-hmm. Football's off the table. Then the president told the AD, then the AD said, give us one more meeting. That was money. And the big 10 has been crucified, Matt, but you know, good and well, this wasn't players. This wasn't coaches. This wasn't ADs. This was the governors of four states that had seen more death from, you know, because New York, New Jersey, Chicago, those places were hit Detroit. Uh, you know, and, and the thing is, I, I realize being in the South, it's easy to attack the Big Ten, the Big Ten attack, I get that. But the thing is, those cities are, when you take Chicago, Detroit, New York, those cities have populations by themselves yep. of three southern states.
0: Sure, that's right. The
2: other, the, other, the other thing I want to say, and this became an issue in the Big Ten, you can validate this if you want to, but every junior high and high school player in the state of Mississippi MAIS, if they refuse to sign a COVID waiver, they don't play. Hmm. Well, 13 of the 14 schools in the Big Ten refuse to sign COVID waivers. Let me tell you, Matt, you can validate you Call any of your coaching buddies. Ask them what happens if a kid refuses to sign a COVID waiver. They're not allowed to play. Yeah. So the thing is, the, the two issues, liability and, and the fact that there's so many uncertainties about heart issues, potential stroke issues i don't see how anybody gets uh, gets it in i mean i want it to happen but man hey, i love your show and you're truly the voice of reason man appreciate
0: it thanks dj i appreciate it too and listen i don't disagree with a single solitary thing that dj said not one and anybody who's listening to the show knows dj he's an ohio state fan and has always been an ohio state fan here on the show and i don't disagree with one thing that he said The biggest lie that is being told out here by some of your media, it's not only being told, they are printing it, they are typing it and hitting send, and people are not calling them out. Their companies are not calling them out. And it is a lie. It is not true. Is that, DJ, that the same set of data that might have been, likely was the primary factors for some of the cancellations in the Big Ten and the Pac-12, that that set of data also is the same set of data for the SEC and for the Sun Belt and for Conference USA. That's a lie. It's not true. You just kind of said it. Populations of some of your major hubs are different. Death rates, COVID rates, positive test rates are different. And there's a difference in the way some of these athletes, hey, find me the unity group from the Southeastern Conference. Pac-12's got one. Big Ten's got one. Demands. Where Where is it? There isn't one. So when a well-paid, well-positioned, followed person on social media, media person looks you in the eye and tells you, well, the, the information is the same for the Pac-12 as it is the SEC. The SEC is just hard-headed. The ACC is just stubborn. Listen to me. You have actual, living, breathing, thinking people in sports media who are labeling these six conferences, the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, Conference USA, Sunbelt, and American, as the stubborn six. That's how idiotic a portion of your sports media has become. They are calling them the stubborn six. When, DJ, I don't believe that I should be out here hammering the Big Ten for canceling slashing away at the pac 12 for canceling their fall season no and i'm not going to do that that'll make their decision i don't know all the things that they're making their decision based on you and i can talk about it and we can kind of you know agree that there are certain things going into it but the specifics i don't know but listen these other six what are they doing what are they making their decision on right They're making their decisions on the same factors, but at a different time. I tweeted this today, and I believe this fully. And I'm calling it. It's just my personal choice. Simply because you have some sports mushy head sports media idiots out here calling them the stubborn six. I'm calling them the respected six. I even made a hashtag.
1: Yes,
0: you did. <laughs> Hashtag respected six. But listen, I said they may not play it down. They may not. They may cancel tomorrow, next week. They get into practice. They may cancel. We don't know. That's not the point. The point is their leadership in the SEC, ACC, Big 12, they are proceeding cautiously. They are proceeding responsibly. And they are weighing all the data in front of their face, in front of their nose right now, having never been through this before. They will, listen to me, listen up, SEC fans. They will cancel games when and if it is necessary. And I stand by this. These media members who are pinning the SEC to the wall, who are openly vilifying the Big 12 leaders in the ACC and calling them names, those media members ought to be, number one, ashamed, and number two, fired. It is irresponsible on their part. Fire them. The SEC has not played one game. They merely didn't cancel when the Big Ten did. And you got Rovell, and 40, and all these mushy-headed idiots who can't see the difference. One has canceled. One hasn't. The only difference is there's time in between. You don't know if the SEC is going to cancel or not. They may not, but they might. They're going on the information they have now. DJ, talk about waivers okay well let's say that the sec pops up and uh by sunday there is a unity group of sec players of i don't know 100 150 200 sec players who says we're not signing waivers and we want the revenue well they may cancel it on monday i don't know any of that but what a lot of your sports media i'm telling you it may be a small group it may be a large group but those of you who listen to this and believe what i say listen to me think for yourself. I don't care how many hundreds of thousands of followers or how many blue checks somebody has. it does not make them smart. It does not make them right and it does not immunize it, and that's not the right word. it does not eliminate them from your criticism or mine. what they some of these sports media people have done and are doing, is downright shameful and irresponsible. I don't know how they walk into an interview in the future with Greg Sankey or Dabo Swinney and look them in the eye and show their face confidently. I don't know how they'll do it. I'm sure they will, though. Because that doesn't require a whole lot of backbone, to be honest with you.
1: They just feed on negativity. I've got a buddy that... Uh, knows a coach over in texas and he had a sports reporter from the local paper call him and ask him how they were things were going he said great man we haven't had anybody test positive and we're having good practices getting ready for our jamboree this weekend and the guy said okay well thanks a lot i'll get back to you later and he says why don't don't you want to come interview me about what's going on that's good Mm -hmm. and he says no my editor needs some other material yeah you know they're, they're wanting this negativity to be yeah. Uh, fueled and, and fired up and and keep people at bay. And that's the way they do it. And I don't you know, know who
0: they're trying to impress with that. That's what I don't understand. Who are you trying to impress? And look, here's the thing about it. You talk about positivity versus negativity. You, you know what you don't have, JB? You do not have one single solitary instance of a leader in the SEC or the ACC or the Big 12 being critical openly in public of the leagues that canceled. You do you, not have that.
1: You haven't heard a thing out of them about it.
0: They, it does the not only exist. Thing the
1: ACC said was they were disappointed that the SEC decided not to have a uh, a ten plus one, right? Non conference. That and that's the only negative thing that I've heard from any of the conferences that are playing about another one. And, and that's about somebody who is playing. Right. That's about who somebody who chose not to play. Right.
0: Referring to these as the stubborn six, that is, they are not the stubborn six. They are the respected six at this point. I'm not saying it's just my personal view. That hashtag respected six encompasses what the majority of the uh, uh, American public, the sports loving American public, the majority feels about those conferences. They're they're going day by day. They're cautiously proceeding. You've got campuses that are opening up to classes. Mississippi State, I'm seeing all kind of tweets. Welcome back to campus. Kylan Hill talked about how the, the traffic on in Starkville is now terrible. <laughs> He's like, go back home. It was better. I, you know, now I'm dealing with traffic. Okay. If you got students coming, you're gonna start practice. You have Nick Saban, the dean of all coaches, saying we test them so much, and that they're actually safer here with us than they are anywhere else. It's not time to cancel in the SEC, in the ACC, in the Big 12. Yet Mr. Mushy Headed Blue Check out here calls them the stubborn six. They don't deserve that. It's irresponsible on your part. It's juvenile. and You ought to be
1: fired. It's a shame there's not seven conferences. Then it could be the
0: Magnificent Seven. seven. (laughs) Another thought on that when we come back. Just getting started. Stick around. All right, back on the show. Y'all call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. Hit me up on the text line, 885-ESPN. Text me. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Uh, let's see. Mr. A said the Rich Gannon's of the World War in number 12 jersey as well. Look, they all have. 12 is hands down, far and away, the most popular quarterback number. You know what's interesting, too, is like I used to keep up with all that when I was young. And so I can tell you all the, you know, 13 for Marino, you know, all the numbers and stuff of the guys that grew up watching play. Um, College guys, we watched play. I can tell you all that stuff. Uh, Pat Nix, when when I was coming up in in junior high, high school, Pat Nix wore 10 for Auburn. Barker wore 7 for Bama. Um, What, Todd Jordan wore 14 for State. Sleepy, what number did Sleepy wear? Was he 12? Plump wore 10.
1: I think Sleepy was fifteen.
0: Sleepy was fifteen. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Of course, Eli was 10, but you know, he was younger than me. I'm trying to think. Uh who was the quarterback? My son
1: was sixteen.
0: His son wore sixteen. Where'd he play?
1: Yeah. It's Clinton.
0: Clinton. Um Russ Shouse, quarterback, Ole Miss, when I was in coming up as a young high schooler, Russ wore what, fourteen? Yeah. And
1: so did George Plaskitas, who was a quarterback when they beat Notre Dame, but then they moved him to defensive end. Oh, did
0: they? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember an Ole Miss quarterback named Josh Nelson, transferred in there from a JUCO out in California? He played right there about '94. No, he wore 15. For I can remember all those because I paid attention to it, and now I I can't tell you the number that the jersey number of like one single solitary quarterback because I don't pay attention to it anymore. I do not pay attention to it anymore.
1: (laughs) Do you remember Garrett Schrader's number?
0: Schrader... Nine? Six. He was six. Six.
1: There you go. See,
0: you do pay attention. Yeah, I got it. I got that. That's right. What did Stevens wear last year? Tommy Stevens. What number did he wear?
1: Same one Fitzgerald wore.
0: So he was seven. I didn't realize that. I I missed that.
1: I would have guessed five.
0: Ah, well. Whatever. It's just a number. Speaking of numbers, what are the numbers of this? Uh, Roughly 90 EPL games, European Premier League games in 40 days, no outbreaks of stuff. Numbers in Mississippi today, the Mississippi Department of Health, 32 new deaths in the state, 944 new cases of COVID. That's the state of Mississippi. Okay, so... Let me give you a, another couple of thoughts and I'm coming to all your comments I'm loaded up here on the Country Pleasing text line as you can imagine. And a bunch of y'all on Periscope, Facebook, YouTube, I'm coming to your stuff also. Question. Health and safety. Are the Pac-12 and the Big Ten allowing the players on their football teams? Season's now canceled. Are those conferences and those schools allowing those guys to go to class work out on campus dine on campus live on campus are they
1: well i know that stanford is not allowing you know they they canceled uh, football because of the pac-10 right yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I read this morning that they were allowing freshmen and sophomores to come on campus okay. for on campus classes. Okay. They rescinded that late yesterday and now everything is online. There there are no students on campus. Okay. So how would you like to be footing the bill for tuition at Stanford and mm-hmm. your kid is only doing online
0: classes? It better be good. I'll tell you that much. It better be good. Well, and and I bring that up because how can either of those leagues justify we're not going to go out on a game field, even though we were going to test you three times a week, okay, Sunday, Wednesday, and then on Friday before you go play on Saturday. We're going to test you three times a week, but we're not going to have those games, but we are going to allow you to continue to practice, and have walkthroughs and have workouts and go to class and live on campus and go to the dining hall. There's no way to weigh that on the same scale. You can't. That's my question. Are big 10 and PAC 12 schools, those conferences, are they still going to allow players on campus, living on campus, working out, practicing, going to class and dining on campus. That's what I want to know. Because if you are, You're saying that those things are safer. Health and safety. Those things are, it is less likely for the players to come in contact with COVID in those scenarios than it would have been playing a game. Getting to the game. In the locker room? Is that what we're saying? If it is, we need to know all that. And especially the other conferences need to know that. But if it's not, I mean, if if all that stuff's going on, then where is our where is our point of decision making? What is that data? Now maybe it is different.
1: Different. Can you not look at what's happened with the MLB and some of the NFL players <laughs> and coaches that have been diagnosed with with COVID and have quarantined and now have come back? Hmm. I mean, you mentioned Doug Peterson yesterday, the head right. coach at the Eagles. He's back, and he didn't miss hardly anything while he was gone. Yeah. So that, that's the part that we don't get enough of, I don't believe, is the recoveries and how fast some of these recoveries are.
0: Because it's not negative. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't fit the negative roller coaster that there. everybody wants to drive on this thing. And I get it. Largely, COVID is a negative thing. Okay. But it's, but all the news isn't negative, but that's what they want. Just like you said, JB, there, there was a woman on Twitter today. I saw it. Someone else retweeted it. Uh, She's with the wall street journal. She tweeted almost every school in the NCAA at division three, division two, lower tier D one, and nearly half of the big boy FBS teams have decided it's not safe to play sports, but six leagues are still going to try. How did we get here? Well, one quick answer. If you're going to bring up Division Three, Division II, lower level D1, one quick thing to look at, and I retweeted it with a link. Testing is expensive. I said, here it is illustrated by Ben Portnoy of the Commercial Dispatch who made a couple of phone calls. He called John Cohen at State. He called Keith Carter at Ole Miss. Both of them in the neighborhood of about $300,000 a piece that it's costing them to test their football team consistent with the protocols in order to have a season. $300,000, a little over $300,000 each. Go to a division three school and ask them if they've got $300,000 to test their athletes. No. All right. So there's a huge portion of your cancellations in the lower levels. And we know why before they could even get close to thinking about practicing well, we can't afford to test them. We just can't do it. So we can't play. It's that simple. Testing is expensive. And you go, oh, well, but six leagues. Okay, yeah, maybe the Big Ten and the Pac-12 can afford testing. Well, they've got other reasons they're canceling. Jason in Flagstaff, who lives in Arizona, has been calling us, telling us, y'all, look, it's a little different out here. There's more deaths right around campus.
1: schools are right on top of one another. I mean, Stanford, Cal, they're all in the same area. UCLA, USC. Right you know Arizona state and arizona not too far apart from one another
0: right and and so all of this let me let me get this back over here to the point that i'm making the point is nobody nobody has a leg to stand on legitimately justifiably to criticize any of these 6 leagues for continuing forward at this point nobody I don't care if they have one Twitter follower or one million. There's not a single solitary person who has a leg to stand on to justifiably criticize the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, Conference USA, the AAC, or the Sun Belt for proceeding to this point. It's August the 14th. The SEC, they don't play a game on the schedule until the 26th of September if it happens. You want them to cancel now. Why? Based on what? Because the Big Ten did it? No. Wake up. That's not how decisions are made, nor it's not how they should be made. Chris says, yes, sir, on Twitter, it's become political. Well, maybe it is for some. But you know what the, the big problem is? That the people who, again, unjustifiably make something like this political, we still follow them. We still listen to them. I'm not doing it anymore. You want to follow somebody's lead? Follow my lead. Cut them all off. Cut them off. Be done with them. Eliminate their name and their content from your hemisphere. Get rid of it. It is not worth your time. It is not good for you. They are... Digital French fries. They make you obese. They mess up your heart (laughs) and they kill you young. Eliminate the digital French fries from your online diet. Get rid of it. Because I promise you their publications aren't going to fire them. Although they would have 20 years ago for being idiots. Well, once again... Brown Hornet and Matt and Anthony and DB and Reservoir and Jason and everybody else, I didn't get to your text. I promise I'm going to get to your text next, okay? I'm going to do it. My sister Beth, who's watching on Facebook, is exactly right. She says it might be negative, talking about the all the thing with the virus, but it's not one-dimensional. That's it. None, none of this is one-dimensional. Just like the same way that the Pac-12 made its decision, it ain't the same way that these other conferences should automatically make their decision. Nor should they follow their lead. Make your own decision. You think your athletes and your coaches and your fans who you are largely responsible for give a flip about what happens in a Pac-12? About some big FBS unity? They don't care about that. Don't care. I'm Matt. Fired up. Where are my french fries? Stick around. Hey, hey. Now this is a list right here, the 12 best quarterbacks to wear number 12. JB found this over here at uh, NFL.com. I don't even have the slightest idea, JB, how we got on that subject earlier. <laughs> I don't even know.
1: Well, when I typed number seven into the Facebook feed. Oh yeah. You said you were known by the number with Coach Cheryl.
0: Yeah, that's what my that's what Coach would say. Number seven. It's
1: like a Bob Seger song. Feel like a number.
0: <laughs> In the post game, Coach Charles like every week quote was, "Well, seven didn't do anything to get us beat this week."
1: well thanks, Coach. A, <laughs> appreciate that. Didn't so do a, much to help us win either, but he didn't that's do it.
0: anything to get us beat. But but twelve is the twelve, absolutely is the quarterback number. Yes, I'm reminded by Keith on Facebook that Heath Schuler. Didn't wear 12. But, Keith, I think you're incorrect. You said Shuler wore 24 for Tennessee. I thought he wore 21. Heath Shuler, Tennessee, 21. Remember Andy He's Kelly?
1: 20 or 21.
0: Yeah, we have to look it up. Andy Kelly, Tennessee quarterback when I was growing up, he wore 8. See, I can remember all those numbers because I paid attention to it when I was a kid. And, um, I don't remember. Chucky Mullins, Russellville, Golden Tigers wore number 2. Every kid growing up in Russellville wanted to be number two, and then we all got to a point where we kind of realized, "Well, we're not cool enough to wear two. That's not for me." <laughs> My first year to ever play football is in the eighth grade. They gave me number forty-five. Yeah, so I could just play anywhere with a number like forty-five. You can line up and play anywhere. You can even play quarterback at forty-five. Do you know that? Found that out that year. Yeah. Okay. So we confirmed it. Yes, Keith Heath Schuler at Tennessee was twenty-one.
1: 21 and he wore number five for the Saints number five for the redskins
0: yeah that's right and then he became a senator right uh also numbers there are 10 designs being reported by Patrick McGee to be the 10 that the state flag committee is most leaning towards you know presenting to the public the the final 10 to kind of look at There's a whole lot of red and blue, different shades of red and white and blue. And there's stars and and magnolias and, you know, states, outlines and stuff. But the one I love is the green one. I like the one that's different. If you guys see that on Twitter, uh, look at Patrick McGee from the Sun-Herald. Also, Pat Smith Radio retweeted it. You can see the graphic. The one I like is the green and white one. It's number E. 1179. Choice number E1179. Two green bars on the outside, white in the middle with the magnolia. I'd go, that's the one I like out of all of them, is the green and white one. Give me that one for the state flag. I'm sure it'll get the least amount of votes, but that's okay. And then on the list here 12 best quarterbacks to wear. Number 12. Number 12, Arnie Herber. Never heard of him. 8,000 passing yards, 1939 NFL All-Star. Number 11, John Brody, 1970 NFL MVP. Number 10, Andrew Luck. Number 9, Randall Cunningham. Ah, ah, how cool was Randall Cunningham running around that old Eagles uniform wearing number 12. Number 8, Joe Namath. Number 7, Bob Greasy. Number 6, Ken Stabler. Five, Jim Kelly. Four, Aaron Rodgers. Three, Roger Staubach, Two, Terry Bradshaw. And number one, Tom Brady. I mean, it's the quarterback number. Tell you this, you go to the NFL, they give you number 12, you better be good. Because if not, somebody's coming along pretty quickly behind you and going to get it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I probably get those passing yards from 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 those those 12 guys yeah I, I, most of them are somewhere between 27 and 32,000 yards right and then you get to Brady <laughs> almost 67,000 yards
0: yeah yeah
1: that's that's incomparable
0: Mm-mm. they don't count his stats anymore by yards they do miles you know they might as well start that <laughs> Uh, all right, here we go. Let me back up here. Country, please, and text line, thanks for all your texts. It's 885-ESPN, 601-885-ESPN. Brown Hornet said, Matt, forget touchdown passes and tackles. The biggest thing I'm going to miss and will miss this fall will be the sounds of the sonic boom. Me too. I can't believe that all the Jackson State fans, I mean, are they, the band's not doing anything either, are they? They're taking a year off also. Matt Daddy says, free barbecue today at the Rankin County Sheriff's Department, 11 to 2. Free food for everyone. Showing our support for first responders. Sponsored by Camp Law Firm and Char Pit Barbecue. Did y'all hear that? Matt says free barbecue today. Come on. You've got a little while left, too. They're open until 2 there at the Rankin County Sheriff's Department. Go have some for me. Yeah, hey, I'm going to put
1: the bus on autopilot. I'll be back <laughs> in a minute.
0: <laughs> I wondered that. In a minute, I'm going to go, hey, JB. And then it's going to be like crickets. Anthony from Tupelo. Is it time for the SEC, Big 12, and ACC to grab up the American and break away from the NCAA and start their own association? No, in my opinion. Not time for that yet. Let's see how things go and get into next year. If you're in the same boat next fall, yes. Let's talk about it then, Anthony. DB said... Data is just like numbers. It doesn't lie, but you can make it say whatever you want it to say. You can use the exact same data to make a case for and a case against anything. Reservoir Dog says, uh, love it, Matt. He says, give (laughs) them. We need uh, to all fight back against the imbalanced toxic negativity. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm not even saying that everybody needs to go crazy and like I ain't wearing no mask and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Oh, That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying in terms of what they expect us to consume, it beats anything I've ever seen. It's not, you're not even getting the whole story. You're not, you know, as a fan, Reservoir Dog, listen, if you go to your typical big box sports website, your typical big box sports media person Twitter account or something, you're not even getting the entire story of what is going on in our world. Like you're not even learning history accurately as it happens. If that's who you're reading and following, let me give you some examples. Okay. Let me get just a few examples here. I tweeted some of these earlier, Nick Saban quote. He says, but our guys aren't going to catch the virus on the football field. They're going to catch it on campus. The argument then should probably be we shouldn't be having school. Why is it we shouldn't be having football? We shouldn't be playing football. Let me ask you something. How many big hammered promoted articles and links are you getting out here where people have taken the most successful college football coach in the modern era who is saying the issue is not whether or not we ought to be having football. The issue is whether or not we ought to be having school. Have any of them written about it, even retweeted it? No. Najee Harris, the running back for the University of Alabama. Quote, Alabama is doing everything they can to to help keep us safe, and I honestly believe our football facility is the safest place for us. Y'all, give me a bigger quote than that. The number one running back on the number one program in America. Who says, we're safer over there. They're doing all they can. Who actually then said, if they let me sign a waiver, I'd do it. I Again, I, I hate to... But how many of the big box sports media journalists are, are writing about that? They're not even retweeting it. They don't want to. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson. I don't know about y'all, but we want to play. You know what got the most attention from the biggest media outlets from that Trevor Lawrence quote and story? There were a few, uh, literally, a few ACC athletes who spoke out and said, Trevor Lawrence doesn't speak for us. Those few got 10 times the amount of coverage from big media than Trevor Lawrence did. Mike Leach, quote, if we're going to cancel, I think we need to make sure the science holds it up. And if you look at the British Premier Soccer League, I'm not sure that it does. Has Have you seen that in Sports Illustrated? Have you seen that at ESPN.com? Have you seen that at CBS.com? Have you seen that at NBC Sports? Have you seen that on the NFL Network? I get, no let me let me save you some time. No, you have not. And you won't. You've got to go find it yourself somewhere. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe the big mushy idiots at the highest level of this thing are training you slowly but surely to where to actually go get stuff. Content news and that kind of thing. Brian Kelly head coach of Notre Dame Both students and student-athletes, we are all in to see that we have a football season. They earned that trust in the six weeks leading up to the school starting. The head coach at Notre Dame can be positive, and you have to, as a fan, you have to go looking for it to find it. Let me ask you a question. If the head coach at Notre Dame had given a negative quote, Would you have to go looking for it? Absolutely not. Retrain your habits. I'm doing mine. I promise you. Hour two coming up. Stick around.